What is up, Janksters? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And today we have another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast. And today I want to talk about one of the completed Planeswalkers in Phyrexia All Will Be One. To be honest, I have a lot of thoughts on all the Planeswalkers, and I'm sorry that I haven't been putting out more of these episodes to talk about them, but I'm going to work my way through them. Uh, today I want to talk about Nahiri the Unforgiving. This is a card that I find absolutely fascinating because so many of Nahiri's previous iterations have have been written off as like mid-power okay Boros equipment things. You know, um, like a lot of her other iterations have been these cards where it's like, it's fine if you really want a four drop that cares about having equipment down. But if you don't want four drops that care about equipments, like it's just not great. Like one of the one of the main equipment archetypes that we have uh, right now in competitive magic that's like, that actually holds up and is pretty decent is hammer time. Hammer time wants no four drops whatsoever. Like you <laughs> very few anyway, if any, like you generally want to be rocking two drops that are going to be swinging at your opponent for 11 damage on like turn two or three. Like that's generally what you want to be doing in that deck. So the idea of, you know, spending a, a card slot in the deck on a planeswalker at all doesn't really work in most builds. I know there are some where you can get away with it, but for the most part, Nihiri has been a character whose Planeswalker cards don't really have much of a home outside of Commander. You know, in Commander, obviously, if you're doing equipment stuff, you want to be able to get recurring value with equipments because it's very easy to just run out of gas when you're trying to play the aggro deck in a four-player pod where everybody starts at 40 life. It's not easy to do. So I get that. And in which case, Planeswalkers that provide recurring value is good. I say all that to set the stage for what Nahiri generally is from a gameplay perspective, because I believe Nahiri the Unforgiving, the Phyrexian version of Nahiri that we see in you know, Will Be One, completely flips the script. I have seen people dismiss this card as another Boros equipment planeswalker, and I could not disagree with that assessment more. So let's get into it. What, what, what does the card do? So it is a five starting loyalty legendary planeswalker Nahiri for one red, white, and then a Phyrexian white or red with completed, like so many other planeswalkers. So it's either a three starting loyalty three drop or a five starting loyalty four drop with plus one until your next turn up to one target creature attacks a player each combat if able. Another plus one, discard a card, then draw a card. And then a zero, exile target creature or equipment card from with mana value less than Nahiri's loyalty from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of it. That token gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. So it does say equipment on it, but I don't think equipment is how you want to use this. So that zero ability is hella strong. If I'm honest, it, it just is being able to get being able to freely reanimate creatures in your yard that gain haste and swing for a turn is a very powerful ability. There are a lot of highly expensive low drop creatures that can do some really cool things if allowed to come out and swing quickly. Right. I mean, we see cards like 
you know, shakedown heavy as a 6-4 for 3, you know, as one example, which granted has an attack trigger that your opponent might take advantage of, but that's okay. Like, it's an overstate of 3 drop, great. Like, that fits what we're looking for. And even in white and red, we have very, uh, very aggressive creatures that can come come out swinging pretty pretty quickly i mean be able to using this even after com being completed so nahiri dropping even as a three loyalty planeswalker can grab an extraction specialist which can pull another two drop out of the graveyard it can also grab an adeline who can just really go face really freaking hard right right out the bat which is pretty cool the other reason that um, this is relevant, or the re other reason that ability is so powerful, is you can grab creatures with living, or you can grab equipment, rather, with living weapon, or uh, equipment that is for Mirrodin, which, which creates a rebel creature token on the battlefield, which is pretty cool. And in that case, if you grab a Fermiridin card, like the Dragonwing Glider, I think is one of them, which is a five drop otherwise, which this can bring back, you get a 2-2 rebel, it then gets the 2-2 Flying Haste, you swing with it, the equipment exiles, you still have your Rebel, it didn't go anywhere, so that's just chilling. Same is true with the Germ Tokens from Living Weapon, although I believe the Germ Tokens are 0-0, zero, zero, so they die anyway, but... So, this can grab up a Batter Skull, this can grab up a Cauldra Complete, they can get a single shot in, you know, and, and just do good work, which is sweet. Like, I think... Th that zero ability is the key to unlocking this card. And the kind of things you can do with it are very unique. I mean, this creates a situation where Boros Reanimator can really shine and thrive in a super cool way. You know, um, the other one that I, I immediately thought of actually is going Naya with this, because then all of a sudden you can you could be rocking um, like Uvenwald Oddities, uh, which are just, you know, 4-4 four, four, for four with trample granted it has haste naturally so getting haste off this isn't as useful but you could also take advantage of etb effects like um you know we've got titan of industry which granted you'd have to uptick nahiri to a seven uh loyalty but that's only two turns away it's not that hard and then on top of that you also have cards like um workshop warchief which is also just great. Now, in order to take advantage of Workshop Warchief, you would also want to have some kind of sack outlet online. And notably, in red, we do have access to Fling Effects, which is pretty cool. So there are those options. I don't know. I think this card is really powerful. And the the plus ones are also... I've been, I've been gushing about that zero ability because that's really where the rubber meets the road. If you can take advantage of that, the card is worth it. So using this, even in, like a Boros aggro deck where with a lot of low cost creatures and then using this as a top end as a way of just continuously grabbing threats out of the yard and just pummeling your opponent with additional damage from creatures that they killed previously it could be really good like that's a line that could absolutely work um but the reason that I, so I mentioned the plus ones just being just good in general just being strong because that plus one it looks bad straight up like in telling your next turn up to one target creature attacks a player each combat of fable so you like quasi goad something however it's not a perfect goad situation because it forces the creature to attack a player so if your opponent has a, an attacker online that can clearly take out Nahiri the next turn you can plus one and target it and now it has to attack so if you have a blocker that can kill it great 
but even if you don't, it has to attack you, not Nahiri. So Nahiri survives, giving you another turn and one more loyalty to possibly take advantage of that zero ability which is pretty rad. So that's a cool mode. And then the plus one, just discard a card and draw a card. That is already worth the price of admission in a lot of situations. I have plenty of decks that want to put specific cards in my graveyard. And if I have them stranded in my hand, I'm very sad. So having that mode on this planeswalker who also just wants you to have stuff in your yard, like she feeds herself. It's pretty awesome. I think this card is quietly a game changer. I think this card is genuinely fantastic. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on her. Um, yeah, we're going to we're going to see. I don't know if she's going to make big waves in standard right now. But if we have aggressive decks in these colors, I, I think she's got a shot. Uh, also, like I said, the four Mirrodin cards are interesting. Being able to like actually the other one that I would love to to combo with this Um one of the things I would love with it is uh, Ziatora. The colors would get a little funky because we'd have to we'd have to go f full four colors to make it work. Because Nahiri does require that we have red and white, and Ziatora is full Jund, so we would need all four colors uh, available. But that's not the end of the world. And with the Fastlands coming in, and we still have a number of the Triomes from Nukapenna, so I think we'll be fine in that regard. Um, I think we could do four colors. Yeah, I think we could pull off four colors in standard right now, and. Uh, being able to pull, uh, effectively reanimate large creatures out of our graveyard, swing with them, and then immediately sack them to Zeator's ability on end step, fling them at our opponent's face, make a bunch of treasures. I mean, yeah, we're talking about a situation where we have a six drop on the field, but that engine seems incredibly powerful. And th like, the only problem with it is that it's gonna end the game before you get to have as much fun as you want, um, which is a good problem to have, I would say. So I don't know how magical Christmas landy it is to actually put a deck together that can take advantage of that synergy, but it seems it seems like the top end potential is there. The other thing about Nahiri that's fantastic is it's a planeswalker that can be as cheap as a three drop. That's a big deal. When it comes down to playable cards right now, there are a ton, a ton of cards that we see every day where you read them and go, holy crap, the top end potential on this card is fantastic. And then you look at the mana cost and realize, oh, but it's not playable. Like we have a ton of cards right now that are like five and six drops. Like Defiler of Vigor in standard as of this recording prior to Phyrexia will be one dropping is a great example of this. It is a six, six trampler four, five with massive upside that makes all your green permanent spells cost one you know it turns one of the green pips into Frexy mana so it makes all your green spells cheaper and every time you cast a, a green permanent spell your entire team gets a plus one plus one counter like that is incredibly powerful but it's a five drop creature that needs to survive in order to have any value and as a result it is stone unplayable and standard it's just not enough and it's too slow Nihiri does not does not suffer from that problem, and you, you can take advantage of having other cheap creatures uh, in your deck using Nihiri. So I think this card is just quietly kind of the best. I'm a big fan. I think this card is awesome, and I'm really eager to get my hands on her to see what we can do, because, yeah, we're, we're, you're going to see it. You're going to see this card just wreck shop. I think in a number of different formats. 
because it's so cheap and so because it's so efficient. I believe Nahiri is going to be playable in older formats in a way that a lot of the other Planeswalkers we see here aren't. You know, like the new Nissa is awesome. You know, we talked about the new Nissa in a previous episode. She's great, but she's expensive. Like the cheapest version of Nissa is a five drop that also domes you for four when you play her. Like that's that's that hurts. You know, you got to mean it if you're going to be playing that card. Um, and I think in standard, like maybe. But in most formats, unless you are going full ramp your face off elf ball, Nissa just is unplayable. Whereas Nahiri, I think, could fit into some Explorer decks, could fit into some Historic decks, maybe even fitting into, like, Pioneer and Modern. I, I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Modern Hammer Time, you know, previous four-drop versions of Nahiri didn't quite fit. This one might. Like, as crazy as that is. And I'll be very interested to see if those formats pick this Planeswalker up. I'll be very interested to see. But I, I've got a, I've got an eye on, on Nahiri the Unforgiving. I just quietly think this card is absolutely fantastic. So thank you so much for checking out the video. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, or the podcast, if you're listening to this in, in audio form. Uh, I definitely appreciate it. And uh, yeah, please like, subscribe, leave a review in your podcast app of choice. And uh, yeah, I will catch you all on the next one. Take it easy.